Welcome to the Dare to Multiply podcast. On this podcast, we help passionate Jesus followers become courageous, obedient disciples who impact their communities for the kingdom of God. I'm your host, Cynthia Anderson, a disciple multiplication coach and trainer. I'm going to show you how to make and multiply disciples in your area. God's got great things ahead for you. Let's dare to multiply. Let's dive straight into this first question that came from Johannes from Botswana. And this is what he asked. He said, how do I disciple or run groups from a distance? He said, these people are in rural areas and I can only teach them once a month and there are no networks for communication. And he also mentioned they're oral learners. So how do I disciple people from a distance? Great question, Johannes. And I think what we always want to do whenever we have a question is we want to look to the word of God, particularly to the New Testament and say, what did Jesus do? What did the Apostle Paul do? What did Peter do? How did they answer those kinds of questions? And I may have some good advice for you, but first, we always want to look to scripture and say, how would Jesus, how would Paul answer that question? Did Jesus and Paul disciple people from a distance? Um, And of course, obviously, the answer is yes. Jesus discipled people from a distance. Paul discipled people from a distance. Now, Paul, he would go and he would stay in one location for a while. Sometimes he would stay there for a month. Sometimes he would be there for six months. Sometimes he would be there for several years. But he would stay in a location long enough to identify a person of peace disciple them, train them enough so that they could begin to disciple and train others there. And then he would move on. And then he would move on to another location, pioneer a new place, stay there for a while, find a new person of peace. But he would always go back or he would write letters to those churches that he had started, to those groups of disciples that he had started. He didn't just abandon them or he didn't just leave them. He would continue in relationship with them through the means that he had. And quite frankly, those means were far less than what we have today, right? (laughs) And um, so we have so many opportunities, abilities to, you know, um, contact people and be in touch with them. So I would just say it's absolutely possible, um, but you do need to be creative and look for ways that you can work with them. Um, But I think one of the keys is to go and stay with them for a while. Um, You know, you may not be able to stay for two years. You may not even be able to stay for two months. But even if you can go and stay for a week, stay with them, you know, uh, stay in their homes, build those deep relationships. And when you are with them every day, even several times a day, model simple practices that they can then do. And you don't just go there and preach at them. You go there and you model and then you get them to do it and you watch and you get them to do it with you. And by the time you leave, they should be feeling confident that they can do this without you, right? So, so many of the reasons why this doesn't work well is we like to make people dependent on us. We're the preacher, we're the big man or the big woman who's coming to bring the gospel to them instead of identifying a person of peace and immediately beginning to teach them how to feed on God's word 
and how to train others themselves. So from the get-go, from the first time you meet them, you begin to teach them to pass on to others what it is that you have taught them. And you begin to teach them how to observe from scripture, how to ask questions of scripture. Now, you mentioned, um, Johannes, that they were oral learners. Um, You didn't say they were illiterate. So I'm assuming that at least some of the people can read, right? Uh, Sometimes we have situations where none of them can read. Um, and then what I would suggest is you you find a way to get at least one audio Bible to them for the village. Now, I've seen in cases in India where um, 30 or 40 people will come and listen to the audio Bible being played. So even one audio Bible with a good speaker is a good solution if you're not able to be there with them or even find a young person a young boy or girl who can read the Bible, who can read to their elders. And then the elders actually lead that discovery Bible study. But somebody has to be able to access the word of God. But if you can do that, again, equip them quickly. Don't go and preach at them. Go spend time with them, live with them and teach and train them in simple ways how they can feed themselves. And um, that's what Paul did. And then stay in touch with them. If there is someone who has a phone, even if it's not a smartphone, that you can call once a week and say, how did your Discovery Bible study go? And you can disciple them over the phone. You can talk to them over the phone. That can also work. I had a friend who was working in northern India. And um, in northern India, we have high Himalayan mountains, right? And it, it takes, you know, 16 hours. It can even take 20 hours to get from one location to another. It's not that far, but the mountain roads are, you know, very windy. And he didn't have the money or the time or the ability to go to this high mountain area very often. But what he would do is he would go there and he would stay with them for three or four weeks and really train them. And then in between those visits, which like like yourself, Johannes, it could only happen pretty infrequently. He would call them on the phone and he would have a discovery Bible study with them right there on the phone, uh, training them. And they would put him on speaker and other people could also participate. So he found a way. And I think that's what we see in the Apostle Paul. He found a way to communicate. Sometimes to get his letter to the people he was sending it to, he would actually have to send someone with the letter I'm sure that costs money and I'm sure it costs a lot of time, but he found a way to stay in touch with them, to disciple them and to make that contact and that connection with them. So um, there, where there's a will, there's a way. And when you've got God, there's even greater opportunity. It can be done. We do see that that is what Paul did in the new Testament. Uh, So don't despair. Um, Johannes, it is possible. It may not be easy, but the key is using very simple, very reproducible methods rather than you going as the preacher, right? Go and immediately be a trainer of trainers. Immediately teach them how to pass on to others and to feed themselves and then stay in close contact. That's all we've got for this episode of the Dare to Multiply podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you tune in to listen. 
Also, make sure to link up with us at dmmsfrontiermissions.com slash blog on social media. And please just share, share, share this podcast with anyone you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, God's dreams for us are always bigger than we can imagine.